the Brothers in Kayfabe. For over two seasons, the revolutionary force in brotherly kayfabe entertainment. And now, Pro Wrestling and Being a Good Brother present the Brothers in Kayfabe. via tape delay with the brothers in kayfabe podcast we are live from a limp biscuit concert where we are the only ones wearing wrestling shirts i am one of your aforementioned brothers in kayfabe el gigante himself jake kinzer keel and to my right in the Streamyard studio is Mr. Rasslin, Landon Bumgarner, as always, it is my great honor, my great privilege. It is my joy to be here live in the Brothers in Kayfabe studio. Jake, it is officially season five. This is episode 91. We've been on the road to episode 100 for a while, but whoo, it is going to happen. We are going to hit episode 100 in nine weeks. Nine weeks. That's insane. You know, we're going to be right there with football season. Football season is starting uh, based off of the Brothers in Kayfabe schedule. This is true. That's that's how they figured out the football season. So uh, November 13th, episode 100, Hall of Fame induction, which in... I think we're gonna we're gonna be releasing those uh, around four weeks out from the show. Um, so get ready for that. Uh, don't forget October thirtieth, Brotherfest two, Halloween Havoc Woo! will be live, and uh, can't wait, can't wait for the Halloween Havoc. And you guys. Uh, you guys are going to get two live shows pretty close together because we will have our Halloween Havoc Spooktacular episode. We'll have kind of a normal week, and then it'll be episode 100. That's And episode 100 will be live. Yes, live on uh, November 13th. And uh, yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be really, really great. I can't wait. We're going to have a lot of... Uh, we're going to have some guests. We want to talk to you folks at home who uh, have been with us on this two-year journey to episode 100. Um, God, it's just so, it's so great. We're on episode 91. Um, because, you know, we don't count the recaps as official episodes. Those are mini-sodes. Those are not uh, canon in the... Uh, those those are clip shows. So those those don't count. So, um, but they do count as far as uh, going back and listening to them. So if you haven't listened to those, if you're just coming across the Brothers and Kayfabe podcast. Pause your recording. Go listen to the season four recap. Get up to speed, and then come back to this episode. We won't judge you. Yeah. I mean, there is some gold because not only, you know, the last two weeks you guys have been listening to the best of season four, 
We've got best ofs for season three, season two, season one. But also, Jake mentioned those minisodes. We've got some bangers. We've got um, some deep dives. We've got some watch-alongs. We've got a lot of stuff. We have a fantasy booking draft um, way back from season one. There's just a lot of stuff that I think you guys will enjoy. There's even a couple of exclusive interviews um, that were not regular episodes, that they were special bonus episodes. So be sure, go back, just scroll through our feed on whatever podcast format you enjoy. Just scroll back to the start. Um look at some of the titles of those podcasts and just jump in with it and and enjoy but it has been a journey we are here live with season five man we're we're just getting started we're just getting started we certainly are season five episode one uh mike andrews is going to be our guest tonight marvelous mike andrews a great interview and uh for those of you that don't know Mike, he's a good brother. He's he is my play by play commentator at NCWO, and I do color for him. He's a manager uh, extraordinaire with uh, Entitled here in Oklahoma City. He also manages the uh, the one and only Leo Fox of uh, Control Your Narrative fame. Um, as well as he grew up with the with the guy. They're both from McAllister uh, area. So really cool that they're getting to live their dream together. You're going to get to hear a lot of that. You're going to get to hear his favorite wrestling, which Landon, I know his era of, of wrestling is going to be very fond to yours. Um, it's, it's a great interview, a very fun interview with Marvelous Mike. Uh, but first, the... Today's interview is sponsored by. Are you spending too much on your mortgage? Well, job out to interest rates no more. Call Shawnee Caulfield at GRC Residential and Commercial. Shawnee has the commitment to customer service that can't be beat. Let Shawnee recruit your mortgage business and find out what thousands of others already know. Shawnee can save you money. So call Shawnee Caulfield at 516-708-4900 or visit him at greenrivermortgage.com. NMLS ID number 1805234, equal housing lender. Call for additional cost information. Other restrictions may apply. Man, Shawnee, thank you as always for taking care of us. Once again, folks, if you have any questions, if maybe you're not even in a place where it's like, hey, I'm a couple of years out from even thinking about buying a house. There's a lot of unknowns that come with that. My wife Absolutely. and I, we went through this process where it's like, oh, these are figures that we really need to know before we get a house. So it's helpful to know them now. Man, just reach out to Shawnee, give him a call, shoot him a text, shoot him an email. He will take care of you. He will make the process not as intimidating as it should be, but... Man, Jake, with that, I think we should go ahead and jump into the interview with Mike. Yes, we should. And this interview is with marvelous Mike Andrews. So I am sitting here with marvelous Mike Andrews. What's going on, Mike? Oh, same old, same old, brother. How you doing? 
I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy times like we were just talking about, but you know, it's, it, it's time to talk some wrestling tonight. And I, it's my favorite thing to do every week. So, uh, before we, uh, get real started, I'm going to hand it over to you and let, uh, let you just kind of explain who you are real quick. And we'll go, we'll go into, go into some conversation. All right. I am Marvelous Mike Andrews. I work um, the Oklahoma independent wrestling scene. I um, do commentary. I do, uh, I've done some backstage interviewing um, here lately. I have transitioned into the manager role. Um, and that's kind of blowing up on me faster than the other two did. I've also done uh, show hosting and I've ring announced one show. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, I've kind of done everything but the actual wrestling so far. So, uh, uh, good times, good times. But you're not afraid to get a little physical every once in a while. Oh, no, right. not at all. Not <laughs> at all. Yeah, so kind of a jack of all trades when it comes to, you know, everything but the wrestling. So, that's that's fantastic. Well, I, I've personally worked with Mike uh, once on commentary, and then we worked the same show uh, about a month ago now, um, at Empire Pro, I know you do a lot with Empire Pro. Um, what, what you, you said, Oklahoma? Have you have you gotten to work outside of the state or? Oh yeah, yeah. I've worked in Texas. Uh, I actually made my managing debut uh, about a year ago at Top of Texas in Amarillo, um, and that was that's when I realized that that's what I wanted to do. Um, I had that crowd ready to riot man they were they hated every second that i was out <laughs> um i've done some commentary in missouri i've done um some show hosting in kansas and um i'm fixing to make my manager debut in kansas well i was and then that kind of fell through but we're gonna re we're gonna get that those dates up but yeah i guess just this bible belt area really more than just Oklahoma, <laughs> but i'm mostly mostly in oklahoma so. the 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 mid-south region as yeah. i like to call it uh, so, you know, let's, let's, let's take it back before we like kind of dive into your career. Um, what got you into wrestling? What, what is your story as far as why wrestling for you? So, um, I was two years old. I remember the exact date, man. <laughs> it was, uh, the great American bash 1990. I was a little, little dude in diapers, uh, Sting and Rick Flair was in the main event. And, wow. uh, yeah, I was uh, uh, playing with Ninja Turtles or something like that. <laughs> my, my dad had ordered the pay-per-view. And once I seen Sting come through that curtain as a two-year-old, like it's my earliest memory. And then I don't remember much after that up until, you know, 10, 11, like normal people. But uh, <laughs> I remember Sting I remember Sting coming through those curtains, man. And I, I remember I dropped those Ninja Turtles and I sat down right next to my dad. Watched the Great American Bash 1990, man. That's so that's kind of what got me into it. I've always so once once I started really watching it, you know, as I got older, I started paying attention to the to the guys that could talk, you know, like uh -huh. uh, Roddy 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 Piper was my very first favorite wrestler, and then um, okay, uh, I guess I just always I've always been a really good trash talker, whether it be you know just in the locker room with the guys or on the <laughs> basketball court, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, so. uh it's kind of came natural for it, man, but I've been watching it since I was two years old and I've never quit. I've kept with it since that day. So, oh, wow. That, that's fantastic, man. That's yeah, so, 30 plus years. So, yeah. So my dad got me into wrestling and uh, like his dad wasn't a fan at all, but 
his dad was, so it kind of skipped that generation. So I think my, I think my dad was worried it, it might skip me and then go to the next generation after that. But yeah. on the contrary, I liked it, and now I can't get my kid to get around it. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm hoping that I can get mine to to be a fan. But uh, so you you became a fan early. You said uh, something about the locker room. Did you play any sports growing up or? I did. I played basketball. Um, I played high school bat. Well, you know, well, from third grade on, I played basketball at a little yeah. school called Kiowa, Kiowa High School here in, here in Oklahoma. <laughs> and uh, we made it one game away from the state tournament once. We weren't very, we weren't great, but uh, we got close once. Um, uh, I've broken both of my ankles twice, so that's left ankle twice, right ankle twice. Oh lord! And I've got some torn cartilage in my knee that still feel today because of old high school basketball injuries man so i i feel I you man there. i i was a high school football player college football player and i still like every every 10 years or so i've got to go get a knee surgery to go clean everything out and from all the all the injuries but so we were fixing to play in a classic a fall classic and uh when i tore in the cartilage in my knee and the doctor said well i can either give you a shot and you can play on it, or we can send you home and do surgery. And I was a dumb kid, man. I was like, no, we got to win this tournament, you know. Let me let me play. So to this to this day, I just played. He gave me a shot in the knee, and I played. And, and because of that, you can still feel that torn cartilage in there right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, bro, I, I know that feeling all too well. Yeah, so if you see me at a show, get up and take a second. It's because I'm waiting for that knee to pop back in, man. <laughs> Yeah, I've had uh, I've had four knee surgeries in my life. I'm getting ready to have number five, so I know I know all too well. But uh, so so early on, you you said about two years old, 1990. I was born in 1990, so uh, oh, okay. you know I was on got only got a couple. Yeah. But uh, so you're you're watching uh, a hell of a card because I pull whenever someone mentions what they watched the first, I have to pull it up and look at, look at everything to see, you know, what they were watching and everything. But, um, what would that be your, er, your earliest memory of, of wrestling too? Oh yeah. Easily was, was Sting and Rick player. So I went back and watched that card multiple times, since then, you know, um, uh, and I, the road, I think the road Warriors opened the show up. And um, uh, they were one of the early matches. Okay. And so but, uh, I, I saw... it looks like Brian Pillman and Buddy Landell opens the car. Oh, okay. Okay. So I just remember, I, I, as enthralled as I was with singing at, at, at that young age, if I'd have seen those road, road warriors come out first instead of that oh, man, man, I probably would have been a big, a big road warriors fan more than I was a Sting fan. But you, you would have had that road warrior pop in the in the living room. Yeah, in the living room, right there, in my die die. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Sting growing up was your was your favorite. Well, I liked Sting for a little bit, but like I said, once I really got into it, really started like where I couldn't miss it every week. Uh, Piper, I loved watching. Oh yeah, Piper. When he, uh, so my dad had all these tapes because he ordered the pay per views and then he just recorded them on the VHSs. Oh my! So gosh. once I, yeah, once I got to where at a certain point he was he. he went back and scold me so once i saw piper you know talking crap to mr t right before wrestlemania that's it sold me man i was like oh man this is it and then about about that time in real life piper was coming over to wcw yeah. to be the good guy against hollywood hogan and so yeah piper was probably my very first um 
And then, of course, you know, as I got older, I realized, you know, he may not have been the best in the ring, like a slayer, but I think it was just his work on the mic that really got me. And then, I mean, if you're asking me who my favorite is all time, it's The Rock. Um, oh, wow. That dude, could hold a, that dude could hold a crowd in the hand better than anybody ever that did before or after him, man. Nobody. Me me and you are on these on the uh, different sides of the same coin. I, I got into wrestling and have always been a Stone Cold Steve Austin fan. Ah. So, so I was like the only rock fan that I knew, man. So it's okay. Everyone was everyone was like Team Austin <laughs> around here. So I'm used to it. Um, my best friend, I know I'm going to talk about him a bunch of times before this is over. But Leo Fox, um, yeah, he was the same way, dude. He he was an awesome guy. I was a rock guy. So uh, it's, well, actually, the funny thing is, I was a rock guy. He was an awesome guy. So we always argued about. It. But once we got to school, then we became Triple H and Sean, and we're you know giving the crotch <laughs> chops. <and stuff. laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome yeah, so uh but yeah yeah i i'm used to being the only rock fan in the room when it came to rock and austin hey sure. i love i love the rock don't get yeah. me wrong i was just always an austin guy yeah i get yeah. that i my first pay-per-view that i ever ordered was uh rock cena and uh you know, by then I'm a huge rock fan because of everything else he's done, plus wrestling and everything. It was like that. I'm not missing this this match. Like it's one of those once in a lifetime type deals that they ended up doing twice. But you know, that first one was was a fantastic match. Yeah. So the first one you ever ordered like yourself was was yeah. what was that? Twenty twenty seven? No, it was twenty eight, wasn't it? it? Was rock? Yes. It was it was yeah. twenty eight. So wow. long story short, wrestling was not allowed in our house. Oh, okay. So uh, once I got, I used to sneak wrestling whenever I was a kid. I would watch the replays late at night. They'd have that yeah. replay. You know, it wouldn't be on Monday, but it would be one of the days of the week they would replay it. And uh, I would sneak, sneak it because one day I was flipping through the channels and I saw Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I was like, that guy looks cool. Like, and he was, he was, he was cool. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, for sure. So was the rock. I mean, they, they both are those guys that like make you not flip the channel. Yeah. And, uh, so I would sneak wrestling. And then about once I got into high school, <coughs> I would, I started watching pretty regularly. And then in college, I was, I watched it every single day it was on you know yeah that was that was whenever ecw was still a thing as far as the wwe ecw oh, and, okay. and i was watching that and then of course nxt whenever it first started yeah. as the game show and yeah, but i that was about that was about my college years too though man so i got yeah. completely understand that yeah yeah we had a we had a big party for that wrestlemania and we had Everybody come over. I did the stone cold beers on the front porch, you know, and uh, everybody was wearing either a rock or a Cena shirt because I was like, hey, we're here for the rock and and, and Cena. So I had the uh, boots to asses shirt on. Yeah. I was I was so ready for the rock to win this match. And of course he did. But um, enough about my little stories there. We were we're interviewing you. So. uh <laughs> So everyone has that, like that memory. It was a show they went to or, you know, an experience they got in wrestling. What is that? Like one memory you have in wrestling that makes 
makes the hair on your back of your neck stick up and you know it's just that like kind of like a warm blanket thing okay so um i already mentioned him once leo fox um you guys listen and don't know he's he's a project for control your narrative cyn check that out um him and i were um okay it was 99 i don't remember what grade we were in but it was the first pay-per-view that we ordered together him and i and yeah. uh, I went out. I went out to his house. So for selfish reasons only, like the one that really just gets me is um, the moment Big Show debuts St. Valentine's Day Massacre and throws <laughs> Austin through that cage. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that moment for me, man, like in cap- capsules wrestling for me because it was big jump. And you know, we were just you know kids, didn't know that he was going over like he did, like going over from WCWWF. So once he once he showed up there, I, I just remember still to this day young marvelous and young leo <laughs> freaking out in the living room parents coming in being like you boys need to be quiet we're trying to go to sleep but <laughs> and of course he was excited because austin had won the match and i was excited because i thought the corporation and the rock just got a new bo- a big bodyguard and the big show you know so that's to me funny. that's that's probably the uh the biggest when it comes to it was like all right this is for me it was me and leo watching that match that so so you so you're a big rock fan uh you know what if you had to give someone a a a recommendation on the one what the one rock match you would show them what would that rock match be so do you mean like what, what what i think encapsulates the rock as a character and a wrestler or what i think is his best match let's get both Okay, so if I'm going to say his best match, I got to say um, Human Triple H at Judgment Day uh, okay. 2000, Iron Man match. Yeah, that's a good uh, match. That's a, that's a hell of a match, yeah. To me, I think it's the second best Iron Man match I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, uh, to me, I think that's the Rock's probably his best match. I know people are probably going to say WrestleMania 17, but that's the answer that everybody gives. You well, know? yeah, that's, that's the that's – the, Okay, I'm trying to get someone to like wrestling. I'm going to show them WrestleMania yeah. 17 or WrestleMania 18. Like, yeah. but, you know, I, it's funny you say that because Triple H doesn't get the due he deserves as far as like in ring work. Mm-hmm. And like, there's so many people that are be like, yeah, my, my best match was with Triple H. Like, you know, something yeah. like that. So I like that you had that answer. That's that's a really yeah. good answer. But when it comes to the match that I think is just like, okay, if you want to, if, if you want to become a rock fan, this is the match you got to watch, and that's his match with Austin at nineteen, the one where yeah. he finally beat him. Yeah, yeah. To me, that to me that the whole rock character comes out within that entire match. And to this day, if someone's like, hey, we've got you know twenty minutes to spare, what you want to do? I'm like, hey, let's watch Rock Austin from WrestleMania nineteen. <laughs> I, but then again, I, I was also trying to. I, I watched him for years lose to Austin on pay per view, yeah. not just WrestleMania, but on pay per view. So when he finally got that big win at 19, it was like, oh, I've been waiting, what, five years or so for this. So. <laughs> I love, I love Hollywood rock. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I have um, a few years back, Mattel released the Hollywood rock figure where he's still got a little bit of hair and he's got the, the half Samoan tat. Yeah. But uh, they they didn't have the Austin vest, so I had an extra Austin vest, and I was like, "This is how he's going up on my shelf." Is he's getting that oh, nice. Austin yeah. vest from that match? It was 
it's a great match and it's a very underrated match because I don't hear a lot of people talk about it when they're like, oh yeah, the Rock Austin, oh yeah, WrestleMania 17, you know, or or any of the other ones they had because they were always feuding with each other because they're just natural. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I uh, I totally agree. I say all the time, people don't talk about 19 enough, man. Um, I know that it's you know it's Austin's last match and that's usually what gets the. Uh, you know, everyone's eyeballs on it, but right. rocking that match is just something different, man. He's, oh, yeah. It, it's very often that it, it's not very often we get to see someone who figures out their character more than once. I mean, Jericho's done it for sure, you know, but I don't think The Rock is enough looked at there either, you know, from Rocky Mavia to Die Rocky Die to the Lexi Fine Man in Sports Entertainment to Hollywood, you know, to the icon that he is now. But right, yeah, you know, Rock figured the Rock figured that he definitely figured out that Hollywood Rock character pretty quick, you know. Oh yeah, it was great. The Rock concerts, all of it is just yeah. gold. Yeah, for uh, sure. That whole that whole WrestleMania doesn't really get its due because that was a really good WrestleMania period i tell people all the time it's from top to bottom i'll put it up against 17 i'll put it up against 18 i'll put it up against 30 I, yeah it's from top to bottom i think 19 is the best wrestlemania i mean you got lesnar angle you got hogan mcmahon you've got triple h booker was on that card triple h booker you've got uh that chris jericho michaels on that yeah. match that was a mm -hmm. Another great one, Team Angle against Benoit and Rhino. Yeah, man, and uh, Ray Mysterio and Matt Hardy had a hell of an uh, yes, well, maybe not been the opener. Yeah, they had a hell of a match to open the show too. Like, I think there's one match on that car I just don't like, and that's um, Taker Taker's match. I think he wrestled. Yeah, that match that night. Dad, that was against Big Show and A Train, and it was just didn't work. But yeah. uh, you know, it's. You, you always have at least one match where you get up and go to the bathroom and that it's sad yeah. that it had to be the taker match because you know yeah but, um so big rock fan you you like sting rowdy roddy piper um have they influenced your we're gonna pivot over to your in-ring stuff have they uh -huh have they influenced your character as far as marvelous mike andrews any um i wouldn't say sting has um i definitely say you could see some old school piper in some of you know some of the promos that i spit some, some of the stuff i say to the fans um rock to a certain extent you know that the electrifying hollywood bit and the marvelous character they kind of they kind of do go hand. i think you probably the way that i dress definitely and the way that i'm obsessed with myself the way that uh <laughs> you know like like a heel rock would do i think you can definitely see some rock in, in the way that i i operate at least i at least i think so i mean yeah you may have some fans that or some other wrestlers that don't see it that way but um and see i think you've only worked with baby Mike Andrews. Oh no, you got to see me at Empire, haven't you? Like, yeah, I've I've worked with you in both ways, which was funny because I was a baby at Empire, mm -hmm. and you were a heel. But at NCWO, I was heel, and you were baby. So it's just kind of yeah. it's, it's funny <laughs> how that happened. But yeah. uh, so, when did you start your uh, career in wrestling? So it actually wasn't that long ago. Um, it was September 2020, I believe. Um, wow. No, it was right before COVID. So it was September 2019. So it was okay. September 2019. Okay. And um, 
uh, Leo Fox. Uh, he had just started training and he was doing some commentary himself. And a uh, promotion here in well, there in Oklahoma City called All Star Pro. Yeah. They, uh, they started, they, they needed some commentaries and uh, Fox knew exactly, you know, how, uh, how good I, how good I can talk and how long I've been watching wrestling. So he was like, Hey, I got a guy and coming and do it with me. And so I came in doing baby play by play and he did the heel color. And it was, it's kind of funny because that first show, you know, I had never done anything in wrestling before. And I looked over at him and I was like, Hey man, I'm a little nervous. Um, I know the, the play-by-play guy kind of does the cold open and kind of switch over, but it's my first show. I'm going to let you do it. And uh, he did. He did great. And then after the show, he told me, he was like, dude, I'm never doing another cold open again. This is, you're running this show. You're leading it from now on. And uh, <laughs> so I, start, I started doing commentary from there, man. Um, I did that for a good year. And then I started working with uh, Wrestling for a Cause in uh, the Tulsa area. Yeah. And they had me doing uh, backstage interviews and hosting the after show and stuff like that. And then um, I just kind of started getting commentary gigs here and there. And then um, decided I wanted to do the manager stuff. So uh, got with uh, the, the management there at Empire and kind of, man, one thing about me is I like to tell stories. And I don't like yeah. it when stories don't, I don't like it when stories don't make sense. Absolutely. So, like I got with those guys and I had to come up, you know, we had to come up with the right way to turn me heel and, how I was going to go from baby face commentator to heel commentator to heel manager, you know, and right. Um, I had to get all that stuff down before I finally decided to do it. And then, you know, uh, Walker Stewart, uh, I don't know. I know. I don't know if you know Walker or not. I know. Walker. Um, yeah, I know Walker. I've, I've, I've dealt with him a little bit. Yeah. So from time, you know, there'd be time, time that I'd be, I'd have different partners and I'd be like, well, maybe this is the guy I can trust with. But once I'm, once I worked with Walker a couple of times, I was like, all right, you're the guy that can take over. Uh, you're the guy that can do this baby play by play if I turn heel. So once I had a guy that I knew could take my spot and do it better than me, if you ask for my opinion, I think Walker is better than I was. Um, I think uh, Walker okay. is one of the better commentary guys I've ever heard. So yeah, yeah. So once 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 I got Walker in my chair and I was like, all right, I was comfortable with it. Because um, you know how it is, man. We get our spots and we're like, oh, I don't want to give that spot up. Right, you know? right. But um, commentary was never the goal for me. And, you know, I, um, people said I was good at it. I, I enjoyed doing it. But uh, I knew I wanted to be on that stage. I knew I wanted those fans to boo me to my face. You know what I mean? So, Absolutely. Uh, so once once I got Walker in my chair, that's when I was like, all right, I got a guy I can trust to, to carry the, the baby play-by-play in the state. So uh, from there, I turned heel. And it's been a wild ride ever since, man. Yeah, I – you know, I, I know how it is. You know, we before this year, I did racing for six years and then uh, was a rodeo announcer commentator before then. Rodeo is not as fun. You know, you just go, OK, and now it is uh, Mike Andrews writing sassy, you know, whatever. And then they go and oh, and he lasted four minutes or four seconds, you know, <laughs> like. I was about but, to say four uh, minutes. That's pretty impressive. Four, You're giving me too much credit there, man. Right, right. So, <coughs> but, you know, racing, I had to build that cadence and get, you know, all the, you got to be quick. And, yeah. uh, but I understand, like, not wanting to lose your spot. There's been some places that I uh, didn't, I was very protective of, you know, and, and uh, had to 
whenever it was time for me to move on, I was like, but I want you to bring in somebody and let me like work with them because I don't want these fans to like get someone that is not up to par. And yeah, exactly. You know, cause I, I have a very high, uh, like bar that I set for myself. And so I want someone in that role that's going to do the same. So, um, so are I, you are are you your biggest critic like I am myself? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, after every show, man, I'm just ready to tear myself down. The good news is I've surrounded myself with people who can see how good, or uh, they say how good I am. I'm still I'm still waiting for everyone to come out behind the door and be like, "No, actually, dude, you really suck at this. You know, we, don't, <laughs> we want you out of here." You know. Well, and <laughs> and that's what that's what I want from from guys like you. And I, I've gotten a lot of advice from Burnham, um, but you know, it's yeah. just like. I want to know what everybody thought of me and I don't care if it's bad. Like, right. uh, you know, yeah, I'm not going to be, you know, happy that someone doesn't like me, but like, you know, it, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. They, everybody's got their opinion about you. And if they liked you, they liked you. If they didn't, they did. They didn't. But well, let me tell you something, man, Burnham's the right guy to go to. I can oh, him my mentor. So I, oh, I go to him with, ev- I go to him with everything. The second, no matter what it is on the show, I go to and I'm like, how did I look? What could I do better? And what did you like? Right. You know, and, and well, really he, good criticism. The next day after that NCWO show, I messaged him. I was like, hey, it was an honor uh, to work with you. You know, I've seen you in a lot of shows, so it was really cool to you know work with you right out the gate. And he was like, same to you. It was awesome. Here's a here's four paragraphs. Yeah. And he gave me <laughs> he gave me everything. Like, hey. You hit this mark a little too much last night. So tone that back a little bit, you know, that kind of thing. And I'm like, that's what I need to hear. Like, I don't want everybody to just go, oh, yeah, you're great. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not great. I know I'm not great. I know I have room for improvement. And I, it sounds like you're the same. So. Yeah, I am the same. And, and, and I tell you what, a big part of it is, especially going to someone like Barnum, uh, Guy Sterling's another one that I learned from every day. Um, but like realizing that. This isn't, I mean, we're not the first guys to walk down this road, you know. Oh, no. Especially some, someone like C.M. Burnham. He paved that road for us, man. We're just walking down it. So yeah. I, def, I definitely want to hit him, hit him up after every show and be like, okay, what speed bumps did I hit this time? You know? Right, right. And he he definitely let me know. And, like, whenever uh, whenever Devion asked me to come to Empire with him, the first person I messaged was, was Burnham. I was like, okay, this is what we're doing. We're going to be baby. What's your advice? And he gave a bunch of a bunch of advice, told me where to what to what to do and what not to do. And it was just like awesome. Like, yeah. I'm going to be instantly better because you just gave me this. Yeah. Did, did you drop the uh, idea that I had? Fine. What do you think of that? I, that haven't, I, have I haven't yet. I yeah. I've been thinking about that myself, but we're we're going to see where the character goes because I made an appearance at Empire this last last time. And right now, the whole the whole character is kind of a mystery. Like, what am I doing here? Okay. Uh, you know, I I was I scouted uh, Adrian Vega. We'll see if he decides to join my stable. Oh, so, Adrian Vega, yeah. Ooh, we'll see. So you're gonna you better not get too close to Entitled, buddy. You might not like it. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. <laughs> that, that's but, a, that's uh, a soundbite. Maybe they can play later, huh? We will giving you that warning. Like, it, oh, you better. 
Gotta keep that distance. Absolutely. You know, I'm I'm getting my uh I'm getting my physical done next week. So well this week. So you, you better just watch your back when you're at ringside if you're across from me. So we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. But uh so you've been doing this for about about two years now, three years. Mm-hmm. Um what is what is like your favorite thing you've done? Man, I'm oh, managing definitely. I tell you, man, the night. So it was a bittersweet night, and, and things have changed a lot since then. But at Empire, um, I got kicked out of Entitled, but then Leo and I came together for the first time. Um, to me, that was to me that's the highlight so far of, yeah. of Marvelous is him and me in the ring, and I, you know, I, I've got this pose where my arms are stretched out, and he's just behind me flexing those twenty fours <laughs> of his man. And we had family there who know that the two of us have been talking about this our entire lives. And uh, yeah, to me, to me, that was probably that's probably number one moment so far. Uh, let's see what the future holds. Um, Colin Stryker winning the Crow Cup was another one. Uh, I've got nothing but love and respect for Stryker. Uh, he, uh, I was, you know, I, he didn't, tra- he didn't train me, but we're from the same area, and I hung out with all those kids. He's, he's always told me I was one of Stryker's boys, even though I didn't get that Stryker training. Yeah. Um, so that was another big moment for me. And then Colin Leo versus Stryker. They got to wrestle one time at UWO. That was another big moment for me. Um, honestly, those are selfish moments. Probably the biggest moment really was working first time ever because uh, I got to be on Fight TV when I was working first time ever. So that was pretty cool. Um, and that and was honestly, my first time ever seeing you. So. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Uh, those fans were ready to fight me that night too, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they were. But I mean, the answer I like to give people usually when they ask me what the biggest moment so far in your career has been, I usually say it's the next one. You know, the, whatever, right. whatever's coming next, I can't wait for that. But honestly, so far, it's probably me and Leo finally coming together in Oklahoma City. That was for selfish reasons. You know, that was for that was that's been my biggest moment. Oh yeah, the crowd was hot at you. They, they yeah, were. they were. They were pretty were you hot. Night? Were you there that? that night? Were you there at, that uh, night? At OKC Pop Culture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I was there. You were there you... I was there to the both days. Oh, okay. So, but you weren't there the night at Empire where Fox and I finally came together after I was no, kicked no, out no, of no. Arnold and Yeah. No, before, before I worked the Empire show, the only other show I had been to was Scars and Stripes last year. Oh, okay. With Sabu? Yeah. So Yeah, I called that I called that show. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was still baby What was that? I was still babyface back then. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Um, so you know, what what is your ultimate goal in this business? Like what do you what do you want to do? Do you want to just keep on going with Leo or you know, do you have you have goals of your own that you want to step out in or so my main goal is I want to um, I want to book my own shows one day. Um, oh yeah. Honestly, I've, I've I've always wanted to be. Ever since I found out, you know, the show. Ever since I found out that WWE was the show, I uh, I've always wanted to like really be involved in the backstage stuff. And like I said, I love telling stories, man. Um, and uh, I think you can see it a lot in at Empire, especially. Um, I, I have a lot of input that he's listened to and Im- implemented at Empire. So, yeah. um, 
I really want I really want to be booking shows one day. Not not necessarily owning and promoting because that sounds like a headache. I don't want to do that. But <laughs> I, I want somebody to be like, hey man, what kind of stories you want to tell at this show? Why don't you help us tell these stories? That's right. that's what I really want. Um right. and also, you know, I want to be there with my best friend, man. I I want to, you know, be the same place as he is. I know he's getting a little bit higher on that ladder than I am right now, but um uh, I would love to tour the world with him. You know, I'd love to go to Japan with, with Leo. I'd love to, you know, just hit the States with Leo. Just, you know, stuff that we've always talked about as a kid. That's probably my my ultimate goal is to uh, spend some time on the road talking wrestling, doing wrestling with my best friend. You know, something that we've talked about since we were in first grade, man. You know, everybody, everybody knows the like at least 50% of this business is about who, you know, so yeah. it's, it's, that's, that's a big part of it. So you've already got, you've already got one person in your corner, at least that uh, can get you, get you places. But, uh, man, that's awesome. That's awesome to hear. We've got a common goal. Like I, I want to be booking shows. We, me and Landon, the co-host of this podcast, we, we have this, this goal in mind that we want to put on our own show. And it can be a one-off show. I don't care, but I want to put that feather in my hat. Like right. we, we do live shows uh, that we call brother fest. And that's our, that's our live event, you know, for, for the podcast. And uh, our goal is to have brother fest, the wrestling show and okay. have like this big blowout where it's a live podcast to start. And then we have, wrestling and you know bring the best of the best from the whole state into one building in one night awesome and i like it i hope i hope we're gonna so make that means it you're definitely gonna book the marvelous one then right absolutely if you want to help that's, yeah that's what i mean that's it's what i'm gonna, talking about you said, i mean you said the best of the best right and I'm there you go hashtag best ever so i mean <laughs> we'll have the first like manager's tuxedo match that night how about that all right. How about <laughs> manager's tuxedo uh, pudding match? That sounds pudding good. Pudding match. There we go. <laughs> we'll just make it. We'll make it the one where absolutely everyone decides to go to the concession stand at that moment. So. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> but no, uh, man, that's not sure. I'll, I'll have that crowd so heated at me, man. They might stick around just to watch me get thrown in the pudding. You know what I mean? Well, you know, and they might be waiting for the pudding itself. So who knows? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Depending on what flavor, but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we've we've got pretty common goals there. I, I you know, I like I like what you've done. I like your you're entertaining and I enjoy the work you do. So it's really cool whenever I go to a show and I see you there. But uh, you know, let's let's talk about it a little bit more. You know, like you've done you've done the managing, you've done that. Have you ever done this thought about like maybe being like commissioner or anything like that? Um, yeah, I thought about that. I'd, uh, I tell you what, right now, I, I think that, uh, it's something missing from empire a little bit. Maybe someone that, that needs someone to, uh, in control In control. Yeah. And I, I can't think of someone better for that position than someone that's entitled to it. Am I right? I mean, <laughs> I see what you did. Who knows? Yeah. Man, who knows? Maybe I can get with, uh, some of the guys at empire management and be like, Hey, how about a marvelous man, general manager? The marvelous general manager. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh 
just just a couple more questions before we we take this home. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you one of them now so you can think about it, okay. and we'll come back to it. We always give out homework each week. Okay. What is the homework? What is that? And it's always a match, or you know, it can even be a segment. It doesn't have to be a match, but it is a it is a wrestling moment that you would want the folks at home to go watch this week. Now, while you're thinking about that, this is a question we've started asking people here recently, and I'm really enjoying. Okay. Everyone has a Mount Rushmore. Okay. Who is your Mount Rushmore in professional wrestling? I already know one of them. We already know one. Yeah. So, um, to me, if you're going to do a Mount Rushmore, you've got to use the term greatest, as in the four greatest. And that doesn't just mean in-ring work. It means the whole package, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, and I think drawing money has got to be a big, big thing in there. So, to me, Absolutely. it's easy. To me, it's easy. I think there's only four people that you can put on the list. Um, and, and let me preface this by saying Bret Hart is one of my all-time favorite wrestlers and probably my all-time favorite actual workers but he's not on that list i think um if you're using greatest you got to go with rock austin hogan flair there you go i'm i think I, I think I, I think those i honestly think those are the only four and only one other guy has an argument and that's the undertaker but i i have to agree with you on that one mine my personal one was hogan uh, Austin, gosh, it was Hogan, Austin, Macho Man, and Undertaker. Okay, so you know we're we're right there, pretty close. Like, yeah, for sure. For you know, sure. <clears throat> I think it's crazy to think that like Undertaker has been underrated, but you know when we're talking about big money draws, like he always drew money, yeah. and he drew money for 30 years. <laughs> like, there's a reason they kept on going to that. Well, yeah, dude, he could show up on raw tomorrow and still draw money. You know what I right. mean? Right. It's, but, it, but everybody we just named could still do that. You know what oh, I mean? Absolutely. The rock shows up tomorrow. He's drawing money. Hulk Hogan. He, well, maybe we'll uh, see. He's yeah. getting to the point yeah, where I'm, people are getting tired of his antics, but yeah, uh, but you can't deny what he did though. In the 80s. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. bro! Like I've I've got him sitting right here next to me. Like, yeah, Hogan Hogan is one of the all time greats, and it definitely wasn't because of his ring work. Like <laughs> he was he I, was he was good, but right. like, he had that over the top personality and the charisma to in spades. I tell you what, though, man, in in fifteen years, this conversation may change because oh, I absolutely. think we're gonna look back at. At Brock Lesnar, I think we're gonna look back at Brock and be like, "Man, who who could compete?" You know, <laughs> Brock is you one of those about, guys that that yeah, draws money, draw money, and then consistently put on entertaining matches, and then go out there with top talent and get the booking that you need to look like one of the greatest. I mean, I don't know. I, I think in about 10, 15 years, we're gonna look back and be like, "Man, Brock, Brock deserves to be in the conversation." You know, right? I Brock is just he's. He's on another level that nobody's on right now. And and yeah. it's crazy that he can draw and still be considered 
an unstoppable force and lose as much as he has. Like it's, it's pretty insane. So yeah, I totally agree with you. Me and my co-host are big Brock fans. I, I am, I used to, I used to not be able to stand Brock Lesnar and, but I've started, I started to respect him at first. And then now it's, I love cowboy Brock. Like there's nothing else. Like the way he has reinvented himself is great. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, a lot of people do hate cowboy Brock, but I, who would have ever thought that would work is why I love it. I mean, they say the best characters are yourself turned up, you know, and that's definitely Brock, you know? Yeah. Brock is just that, that farm guy, you know, there's, there's, there's this joke that, uh, there's this podcast that I listen to called we watch wrestling. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's these two comedians out in California. One of them used to write for WWE and, uh, one of them had, they always joke about, you know, Brock Lesnar and him living up in Canada and stuff and how he's just, you know, uh, just sitting here, I, I was reading the reading the Farmer's Digest, and uh, then I saw that you know Monday Night Raw's on, and they had me advertising. So, Rena, I need to go. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were like, he seems like the guy that's got his glasses, his reading glasses, like sitting on the edge of his nose and just sitting there the whole time. And <laughs> just, yeah. he he seems tired from being out in the cornfield all day. Tired from you know being on the tractor, and then you know, setting up his, uh, his, his deer corn stands and, you know, getting, getting ready for hunting season, you know, and he's cold. He's just cold all the time, you know? So (laughs) I don't know how you could be cold with that much meat on you though, man. Right. (laughs) So, okay. So the final, the final question, and we're going to, we'll, we'll start sending this home. You can do some plugs for your upcoming stuff, but what is your homework match? or segment for this week that you would, you would like everybody at home to go watch? Uh, man, I, you know, I've honestly been been thinking about it and, um, uh, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm still kind of debating over a couple in my head. Uh, you can share so a few, think, even if you want to. Okay. So I think we talked about one, um, rock Austin, and 19 i think that one needs to be watched okay. as we said it's very underappreciated and um I, I don't think people get the story that it tells that the rock finally over overcame that one thing that he couldn't overcome um, yeah. and like i said i like telling stories and that one was told over a five-year period man you know um and then another one i want to shout out is um this is going to be this is going to be a very unpopular uh homework assignment but i'm gonna go ahead and throw it to you anyway and that is i want you to watch the build-up and the match for when brock broke the streak at wrestlemania 30 because that's not an unpopular one to me um because you know if if we're if marvelous mike andrews is going to give you a homework assignment it's going to be hey look at this manager and paul (laughs) Heyman building paul Heyman building that match and then even telling everyone Brock's going to do this Brock's going to do this and then when Brock actually does it, his reaction at the end of it man even he's surprised yeah. come on that's that's great a managing right there for Brock he he looked like even he didn't believe that he could do it and then he did it yeah 
Like he oh, knew it was going to happen, but he still couldn't believe it until he saw it happen. I, so. I will forever go to bat for WrestleMania 30 being among the best WrestleManias of all time. Yeah. It is. I don't think you're alone in that, though, man. I think a lot of people like WrestleMania 30. It, top to bottom, just what a what a show. Yeah. Uh, that <laughs> the whole story with Daniel Bryan and that that mania, the underdog mm-hmm. slaying slaying the giants, Brock Lesnar, you know Cesaro winning the the battle royal, the Shield making their WrestleMania debut. It, John Cena and Bray Wyatt, which was a good match. Like, I, yeah, probably the best of their trilogy they had. It's one. It's one that I will watch over and over. And yeah, and it's also got. I love video packages. Oh yeah, dude. I nobody does watch. video packages there in the WWE. I don't care. Oh who right. You are. No. Yeah. Well, you know, everyone always talks about uh, the My Way. Uh, oh yeah. The My Way package being one of the greatest of all time, and I have to agree it is probably the greatest video package that they've ever put out but that daniel bryan one for wrestlemania 30 rivals that 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 one and so um i'm the same way i'm all wrestlemania 17 that my way um to me that's the best package um i get mad at myself when i watch it nowadays i'm like how come i didn't see that heel turn coming he tells you from the very beginning (laughs) i'll do whatever it takes to beat you rock you know Right. And then, but another another package I would uh, tell you to go watch just recently happened at Elimination Chamber this year. Brock and Lashley. The match itself wasn't very good. Oh yeah, but that package, man. I mean, they made that feel like a super heavyweight, you know, fight. I mean, it, it that package was great. The the match was okay. The build up to that match was great. You yeah, you that was must see TV was. Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley finally facing each other. And then, you know, it was an okay match, but yeah, but like that's that thing that everyone had been clamoring for, for years was that match. So I hope they get to do it again and have an actual, you know, banger of a match, but, uh, me too, man, but I don't know if we're going to see Brock again, you know, you, you never know. Yeah. You never know. The WWE's got the most money, and uh, yeah. Brock goes whenever he gets paid. That is one thing that uh, people need to, uh, you know, try to emulate as much as possible. Is like know your worth because Brock Lesnar knows his worth. Oh yeah, and he's perfectly yeah. fine with staying at home. But uh, one last deal, I thought about it as we were talking. You know, you brought up Paul Heyman. Us both being, you know, managers, commentators. Who is, in your opinion, the greatest manager of all time? It's a tie, man. I can't give it to hey, one. Fine. It's a tie that's between fine. two. It's Paul Heyman and Bobby the Brain Heenan. Yeah. There you go. It's those I, two, man. I can't argue against that. I, I really can't. I mean, both guys always with top talent. Yeah. Like, man, I, like in my head, I've had that battle so much. Like, I've got to give it to one. Who can I give it to? And I just can't. I, I I can't give it to either one. I, it's it's a tie for me. Like, I, I mean, I will I will say this: it, Paul Heyman almost inches out Bobby for me, but Bobby's just so classic, and and he was so yeah. good on the mic. 
so to me, it's kind of like what I said earlier about Brock. I think maybe in 10 years, 15 years, we'll look back and be like, oh, man, it's easily hands down Paul Heyman. But like right, right. now watching it live, I'm like, no, nah, it's not. Nah. He's still tied with Bobby, <laughs> the, the weasel, man. If if there is one person, though, I've got to, you know, I'm not saying he's the greatest of all time, but if there's one person that if I'm a heel manager, I want to emulate, it is Jim Cornette. Yeah, I get that. They, that dude okay. was was almost stabbed multiple times trying to get away from a wrestling <laughs> show. And so I think so. Maybe may, maybe we got to go by category. Like um, Bobby the Brain's probably the best actual like manager, like at managing. Right. Paul's the best at building up that that client of his and getting that match ready, getting you to tune into that match. And I think and Paul's Cornette, the best on the mic out of them. Yeah, and then Cornette's like the best at drawing that heat, man, getting people to want to riot. Oh, yeah. and then all aspects are stuff that I want to do when I manage a match. Absolutely. So, so I mean, you, you may have just changed my mind, man, and made it a three-way tie instead of a two-way tie. <laughs> hey, you know, I can't stand his takes on modern wrestling because I don't think he understands modern wrestling, but Jim Cornette is, is one of the all-time greats. And, to to have someone that the audience literally wanted to commit murder to get rid of, like, yeah, I gave it to him. But yeah. um, so you know we've 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 gone this far. It's been a great conversation with you. I love hearing everybody's thoughts on pro wrestling and you know what pro wrestling means to them and everything. But you're a working working guy in professional wrestling. So I'm going to let, let you take the mic for a little bit and let everyone know where they can see you next and where they can find you online. So um, I'm on Facebook and I'm on uh, Twitter. I'm at, um, I'm at Mike Mo 4444 on Twitter. And then um, I'm Mike Andrews on Facebook. Um, my next show is um, this coming Saturday in Oklahoma City. Um, but I would encourage everyone out there listening to go check out Oklahoma independent wrestling. We have a scene unlike any other and go check out Oklahoma You can find all the upcoming events in the state. Honestly, if it's happening in Oklahoma, there's a good chance I'm going to be there. So <laughs> if, uh, if you go check out Oklahoma you'll see, you'll see all the events coming up. And, um, I know I've got for sure. I've got September 24th. I'm looking forward to that, but um, uh, pretty much, yeah. Check out Oklahoma.com, and if it's happening in Oklahoma, there's a there's a good ninety percent chance I'm going <laughs> to be there. Even if I'm not going to be on the card, I might be in the crowd just trying to ruffle some feathers, man. You know. There you um, go. But uh, before we get off, can I give a couple people a shout out? You mind if I do that? Absolutely. So um, for sure, I want to give out a shout out to the entire of all those guys: uh, Logan, Padge. Tyson, the hearts, um, even the former entitled guy. Like I said, I've learned a lot from him. Um, I want to give them big thank yous for where I've at in my career. Um, guys like Thrash and Tim Rockwell up, up in WFC, uh, the Oprah fan guys, they know who they are. Um, uh, Dimitri Alexandrov, Luke Langley, uh, Sam Stackhouse, uh, my best friend, Leo Fox. And then it all starts at home. Um, I've got to, got to watch me like like nothing man i couldn't i couldn't do it without them absolutely um, I'm, i know i forgot people 
But uh, just know if you're listening to this, you probably love me and I love you right back. So. <laughs> well, thank you, man. I'm, I'm glad you were able to come on. I know we've been trying to get this to happen for a little while, and I'm glad we were finally able to make it happen. Man, what a great interview. Jake, you did a phenomenal job with Mike. Um, this is what I love, getting to hear people's stories, Absolutely. especially people who have taken the journey from a fan to being part of the business. And it is so refreshing to hear people who are in the business and are still fans. You were right. The cockles of my heart were warmed by listening to <laughs> Mike talk about some of his favorite eras of wrestling. Um, man, I know we talked about this last week, or maybe it was two weeks ago. We've talked about it the last couple of weeks. Just the... the the art and the beauty of wrestling, it is a subjective thing when it comes to enjoying it. You know, everybody, there's people that like South Park and there's people that like Downton Abbey. There's people that they like MMA and there's people that like golf. You know, it is wrestling has a little bit of something for everybody. Sometimes you... You got to search a little harder. I don't know that there's something for everybody in a modern landscape. Sometimes you have to go back a couple of years. And I think there's stuff that we haven't even seen yet. Let me tell you this. If you liked any of those things that Landon just ran off, you like pro wrestling. All of those have elements of professional wrestling. You want to listen to a bunch of British boring people? Hey, I've got promotion. I'm kidding. Then, then let me tell you about NXT UK. Um, yeah, rest <laughs> in peace. RIP. But yeah, you know, it, there's wrestling for everybody. I love hearing everyone's individual, what they love about wrestling. Um, and so it, it's really great to get these uh, guys. Landon, he, you're going to take the reins the next couple weeks. Um, I'm going to throw in a couple little here and there, but by the time this airs, I'm going to be a father. Um, so with all transparency, we wanted to get some stuff in the can with me for the next couple weeks. Um, but, uh, by the time all of this airs, I will have been a father for a couple weeks now, which is crazy to think about. Um, so Landon is going to take over the reins. Like I said, I'm going to appear a little bit, um, but we're going to be entering the guest host era of the Brothers and Kayfabe podcast. So, yeah, Landon, uh, there's no better there's no better uh, hands than Landon's to to have this going on. And uh, I'm excited to hear what you what you come up with. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be different, but it's going to be fun because you know we're going to have um, some guest co-hosts just because. 99% of the time, two is better than one in most circumstances, but also have some has some guest interviews, some people who have been on the pod before, back in season one and season two, some people who have never been on the pod before. It's going to be a fun next couple of weeks. Um, get some updates. Yeah, we'll get some updates from, from those people, updates as well from Jake. Um, you guys have most likely heard this by now. Um, there may be a little, a little bit of talk of all in, if you haven't heard it already, 
you know, we're going to just because we're pre-taping just because, you know, we are trying to map everything out for the fall. Doesn't mean we're going to throw current stuff away um, to the wayside. But here we are. This was episode 91. We are tracking along to episode 100. We've got Halloween Havoc, the Spooktacular. It's going to be live. We're going to have episode 100 be live. It's an exciting time in the Brothers in Kayfabe. So if there are any episodes you've missed, go back and listen to them. Listen to the recaps. Listen to them on double speed if you need to, whatever you got to do. But word of mouth is the best way that you guys can help us. You know how I became a wrestling fan because my friends told me about wrestling and they showed me wrestling. If you want somebody to get into wrestling with you, find something that you know lines up with what they enjoy. Show them that example. That's how I got Chandler. Yeah. It's it's people are going to trust your word versus, you know, the word of the masses or the the word of somebody behind a keyboard. So introduce them to the brothers in kayfabe. If there's a specific episode like, hey, you need to go back and listen to live shows or, hey, you should listen to the watch alongs. It's fun. And for all you out there, um, I'm going to use Kat Denning's uh, experience with professional wrestling as an example. Just because you like something, don't go out there and make a fool out of yourself saying someone's wrong for liking something else. Kat Dennings went out and said that she loved uh, SummerSlam uh, of Thor fame and all her uh, responses were, oh no, you should be watching AEW or oh no, you should be watching New Japan. Let people like what they like. All right. Yeah. she It was another person that enjoyed wrestling because of something they saw on TV. Let her for let people form their own opinion. Yeah. Everything is not for everyone, right? But there is something for everyone. So find find what you like and watch it. Those are the rules. I look at it like this. If there's a movie you know you're not gonna like, don't watch it. If there's a book exactly. or a game you're not gonna like, don't buy it. You know, don't waste your time is too precious to waste on stuff that's not worth spending it on. So, you know, sit down. If you don't know where to start, ask a friend. Ask a good brother or a good sister. Let us help you. Listen, we both have match recommendations out the wazoo. So, you know, tell me what you like, and we've got something for you. We will take care of you. But that being said, Jake, we've got some plugs to get out of the way. We do, we do, we do. As always, rate, review, subscribe to the Brothers and Cafe podcast. Like us on all forms of social media, including the Facebook group. We haven't been pushing the Facebook group as much the last couple of weeks. So get over there to that Facebook group. Um, go find Kinzer Keel on all forms of social media and like and interact. And I will interact back. I, I really enjoy having the fans out there. Um, Gigante Wrestling Gear Design. On Instagram, I've got openings for uh, gear design as of uh, September 28th. So get with me. We can get you get you some, some good stuff. Um, Landon, what do you have to plug? I have my analog conversion services that I have talked about for several weeks now. Basically, 
I was crushed by the fact that my family just didn't have a a lot of our memories um, to where we could look at them or we could watch them. We had some pictures, we had some photo albums, but there came a time right about 97 that they just stopped. And it was because they were all on formats that were not easy for us to watch. And so I learned how to convert them to DVD and to digital. And now I want to provide that service to you, especially if you have wrestling, let's preserve wrestling history. Man, if you've just got your wedding, if you've got kids' birthdays, whatever it is, reach out to me. I will take care of you because physical media forever. Absolutely. And don't forget Rad Ocon, November 5th and 6th. Be a part of a wrestling revolution as the brothers in kayfabe will have something very huge to announce. Also, that's going to be like the go home to episode 100. Yeah. We're going to be at, at rad Ocon for the go home. We'll be doing all kinds of interviews that will most likely be what episode 99 is, is the experiences of rad Ocon. So, Make sure you go to RadoCon. There's going to be wrestling both days. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be great. You know, we've teased it the last couple of weeks. Hopefully, we're going to have some exciting news to share, so stay tuned with that. But it's also going to be fun. We're going to have vlogs from it as well because we want you guys to just experience, um, you know, a a little slice of the BIK life. All right, and with that, we're going to take this one home there, Lando, and we're going to take it home just how we do every single week, and that's because this episode was too sweet for life. Sweet.